0: You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. Okay, I'm Judy. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, And as you heard, I've been in program since 1996. And um, it's interesting. When I look, there was a quote I saw um, this uh, on my I have an app for meditation. Um, When I let go of what I am, I become what I can be. And it it occurred to me that's kind of a theme of my life now. At least it feels like a little bit. Because I was I was the oldest of five kids, um, I was in a career that was um, some of the same control issues, and so I control is is and has been the theme for a lot a lot of my life, not so much lately, but um, it was there, and um, so you'll hear that a little bit throughout. Um, my childhood, I, you know, my parents were okay parents. They weren't, you know, dysfunctional. They weren't any of that. It just, you know, I could, I always wanted somebody else's parents rather than my own. Um, but sweets equaled love. And um, I always wanted something different from my parents. And it's interesting, now that they both passed, um, I have a greater appreciation for who they were, especially my father, as it turns out um i went to college i went overseas um to vietnam during the war and uh came back and several years later went went to grad school um my early career was mostly in and around the capital here um i was all that and more i had um you know i was president of this i was president of that neighborhood associations and professional associations that kind of stuff so i just thought i was. You know, what do they used to say? Cat's pajamas or something. Um, And in reality, I was never really comfortable with myself. I wasn't comfortable, especially with my body. And um, I had a lot of close friends, but I also used food as a close friend. I I had been married. Um, That's been gone a long time. Um, But I had control of all these different facets of my life but I couldn't control my weight. And, um, and I had a therapist who I, I went to because I couldn't control my weight. And, and so she sent me to um, Overeaters Anonymous. And so at that point, we had an answer phone and whoever answered the answer phone sent me to the next meeting time-wise and geography. And so I ended up in a meeting with anorexics and bulimics. And I walked into the room and thought, what can I take from these people? They've got what I want, um, which is skinny. And I mean, now I know that their version of the disease is just as deadly, if not more so than mine. Um, and so I, I took the literature and thought, well, I guess I'll just read the literature and see if I can get through it and let's see how that goes. Well, it didn't go. I got to the turning it over stuff to God and lost it. And uh, my parents, we were brought up in a fairly religious, but not hyper religious um, family. When my parents were um, moved at one point, they were, they ended up in a much more, um, what I called fairly narrow minded religion. And that was definitely didn't work for me. So I was just kind of floundering with all of that, you know, I still believed in a God and I still today to this day believe in a God, but it's a different one. But um, the summer of 1995, I went to a fat farm. And just because I was desperate and didn't know where to go, because I you know, the one meeting of OA had not, you know, had not, they say what you need when you go to the first meeting of OA is you need identity and you need hope. Well, I didn't identify with these women and they didn't give me any hope that I could be what I thought I should be anyway. So I go to this fat farm and um, actually, can you see this? This is me at the fat farm um, 110 pounds ago. And so um, I keep that to remind me from whence I came. and. this was not a happy person, and um, although for all the world would for all the world would know, I was just fine, thank you very much. Um, I learned a lot and and some of that has held to this day I mean the importance of exercise and then the vitamins and the you know how you how you eat what you eat that kind of stuff um, but I came the holidays and I couldn't hold it together and you know, what I realize now is I didn't have the support that I have in an OA group. And so in February of 96, I came into these rooms. And um, the speaker at the first meeting I went to was this woman who was amazing. And I I identified because there were people there like me, and the stories they told were similar to my stories. And um, But I didn't think I needed a sponsor. I don't need a sponsor. I can do this by myself, right? I don't know how many of you tried that, but it didn't work real well. Surprise. So I got a sponsor and became uh, abstinent um, in May. And it's amazing how it took a sponsor to do that. Um, I've had a couple of different sponsors. I've had, I think, three, three sponsors. Um, The current one I've had for probably 10 or 12 years. And um, I did what I could at the time. My food plan was pretty loose. Um, I wasn't sure that I wanted to quit sugar and flour, and I didn't, but it was interesting that the weight started coming off very slowly. Um, I stopped eating dessert foods, uh, what I now um, characterize as recreational sugar. Um, and, but it's interesting over time for me, the food has narrowed. Um, the weight is actually still going down again, slowly. Um, you know, but the, there's a bunch of things that I've learned in the process. Um, there's ramifications to my disease. Um, I've had two knee replacements. They're now 18 years old. Um, and I haven't ruined them. And that's a good thing. In fact, the, the surgeon. The first or second time I went back for checkups, he was like, he was more excited about my weight loss than he was about his handiwork, which, which I thought was kind of funny, but you know, I understand because it's more likely to last longer if I'm not, don't have that extra weight on them. I've had, I've developed gut issues over the last couple of years and they're not fun. And so that's, that's limited things quite a bit for me. I've also learned that not controlling things works out better in virtually every situation. Hmm. Funny that, um, I had been a boss for the last 10 years that I I worked with the state and, um, and what I found is in the past, I would have said, okay, this is what you need to know. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. Well, what I found is that if I keep my mouth shut, we, would, we could come up with solutions that would work for everybody, and that people have to go through what they have to go through to get to where, you know, I can say, okay, I know where we need to go here. But until people take ownership of some of that, it, um, it doesn't help them, and it certainly doesn't help me. Um, what we call, what I call AFKIs, a friend of mine started t- talking about AFKIs as another flipping growing experience. and um but just just doing the thing acceptance has one of the biggest things for me acceptance um acceptance of myself just as i am i don't have to be president of anything for people to like or love me i don't have to be i i do have to accept others i have a sister who's um i have several sisters and a brother and but i i have one that's particularly troublesome but I don't have. I have to accept her as for what she is. I don't have to spend a whole lot of time with her because she's kind of toxic. But um, you know, it's just I have to be who I am with her. And I have. I, I tried for a while cutting her out because I just didn't want to have anything to do. And what I found was that didn't feel right. So um, I was just talking to somebody about that today. It is what it is. The I mean the pandemic. It is what it is, and I can't change it. I can't control it. I can just do what I think is um, right for me at the time and accept that it is. Um, I also found that I can't complain about not having recovery if I'm not willing to work for it. And um, and what I find, I mean, I I've, I've, I sponsor and I have I have a sponsor and I have sponsees, and um, and I do. Work my program, and it's um, it's a strong program. There's a spiritual component to it that is deeper than I've had before. Um, You know, I've always loved nature. I've always loved sunsets. I've always loved. You should see my backyard with the spring flower. It feels like spring. It's not February for God's sakes, but. but the flowers are, some of the flowers are blooming and, and it, these all, all these wonderfully bright colors. It just, it makes me happy. And, um, and as you can see, I have color around me. And it's just, uh, that makes you happy. But, um, but I need to be working for it. And working for it is doing, um, doing service. And I do a lot of service. Um, I've done service at all levels right now, I'm at the world service level. And it's it's not easy, but you know I know that over the years I have um, I have certain skill sets that work, and that um, makes me realize that I can contribute. And um, and it was funny when I was asked to to do to jump up a little bit on service. Um, I went through my sponsor and I did the pros and cons, you know, the whole, the 11 step pros and cons. And, and what I realized was the top issue on both pro and con was people pleasing. Hmm. First child, of course you're people please. That's what you do. Um, and being in all these organizations and stuff, that's what you do. But So I deleted that off of them and just went to the other factors and ended up it's working out very well. And so at least from what I can tell and from what I hear from others, and that's cool. But the service keeps me immersed in my program. I get to apply the principles and the the steps, the traditions, concepts, the principles in all different aspects of my life, different situations, different people. And it works. It's work. I, you know, one of the things that our literature says in tradition eight we may serve each other by sponsoring, speaking, meetings, doing necessary committee and other service work. For this, none of us receive payment in money. Our reward is something money cannot buy. And that is what I found. I had a lot of people say, I don't, oh, I can't do the kind of service you do. I said, do what you can do, but do it. Um, And I have one sponsee who's struggling and she's, she's not willing to do service. And it's like, okay, we have to you know, like fish and cut fish or cut bait or something, because I, it's not working for me to have you not working with other people, because I think you really have to do that. But um, my one of my sponsors, another one has developed this matrix, and she likes check boxes. And so she has like her whole plan of action listed there, whether it's, you know, meditation, prayer, exercise, um, no eating on um, standing up, you know whatever it is, you, and people, you know, you put your own things in there, and as well as meetings and sponsors and blah 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 blah, and so she gets to check boxes off, and she gives herself a goal for each week, and it's um, I don't have that, um, I I think it's really great, and I kind of use it in my head, a mental vision. My practices, my daily practices are, I get up in the morning. I get up really early because I go to the gym at 5:30. So I get up really early and do my morning stuff, and then I come downstairs and I open up my my journal thing, and I write down my 10 step, how yesterday went. Um, did I eat according to myself? I do. Um, I do ha- I do plan my food each day. And I check in the next day as to whether or not I stay with it. And usually it, it's pretty straight on. I, there's not much sense in varying now, especially when I, I'm not really sure what I should, could or should be eating. But And um, and I know you guys are housed, so you probably weigh and measure. And I don't weigh and measure everything, but I weigh and measure. If I'm not sure what a serving size is, I will look it up on the box. And I've got my scale, which stays out virtually all the time. Um, and, and I will weigh and measure my food, um, but otherwise I just kind of go with one serving and that's um, that's what I stay with but um, but anyway, so there's um da, 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 da. I have a plan of eating I you know it, it always of course started with my red light foods, my blah, my other uh, green light yellow light foods and now it's kind of like okay, five minutes, oh wow, I gotta move um. Okay, so that's what I do on that. I um, oh, one of the things, in case you haven't heard, this book OA three is now an audiobook, and we are the next one coming up is we're doing a um, we're doing the twelve and twelve. So I'm not sure how long that'll take to do, but I'm really excited about it because one of the things I love, especially in this one, is appendix C. And the whole thing about surrender versus accept uh, versus submission, because that to me is the crux of it. For me, is I need to totally surrender. I need to give up my will and let happen what will happen. And one of my favorite um, sayings I saw, you know, sometimes people put little pithy things at the bottom of their signature block. Was faith is not jumping from point A to point B. Faith is jumping from point A period and because that says it to me and the thing that I most appreciate about our program is that I can step off into anything, anything unknown and know that I'll be okay. And I know that my HP, how it whatever that HP looks like or doesn't look like, but however that exists in my life, will take care of it. And if it doesn't come out the way I think it should, it probably comes out the way it should. And I pull NFS, as, as my sponsor says, and if it doesn't come out the way you think it's good, it's probably a gift to you to, to, to be able to open your horizons a little bit more. And I find when I do that, um, as the old song said, I got more than I ever could have expected, um, which I love. Um, so, um, finally, uh, you heard my service. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, the one thing in the 12th step, which talks about um, service, the ending. Here we experience the great truth that when we let go of our need to control people and simply allow our higher power to serve others through us, we receive an abundance of joy and strength. And that's, that's what I found in our program, is I found joy and strength. So um, I love that our program has room for all kinds of different ways of practicing um, the steps and traditions as they relate to food. And, um, and I appreciate all you guys are doing with with how so um, go for it. Love you. Thanks.